Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, Episode 4, Camping in Florida. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. And this week's episode is brought to you by RV Share. If you're looking to add some adventure into your life but don't have an RV or a travel trailer, take a look at RV Share. They take the worry away with pickup and drop off. Whether you're looking for destination camping or some peace and serenity in the great outdoors, hassle-free adventure awaits with RV Share. Visit floridatravelpod.com slash rvshare for our top RV rental picks in Florida to begin your camping adventure. So this week, we're going to talk about camping throughout Florida. Woohoo, camping. It's my deal. <laughs> that is your deal. But before we talk about camping... Let's go into our Florida tip of the week. So I figured it made a lot of sense to talk about bug spray. <laughs> <laughs> I may make mention of that at some you, point today. I had a feeling, but I wanted to I wanted to bring this up because did you know that they make a bug spray in like a baby wipe form? I have seen them, yes, but I've never used them. Yes. So whether you want to use the strong stuff or essential oils, um, especially when you're camping, especially in the warmer months, be sure to pack some bug spray. And I'll have a few links for those bug spray wipes. They are genius, especially when it comes to kids. So I'm going to have to try those, but I have another tip. What is your tip? Don't forget your sunscreen. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so let's go in and talk about camping in Florida. I don't think this is something that a lot of people think of um, when they first plan their Florida vacation. And, and maybe even a lot of Floridians don't think about camping in Florida. It right. seems to be more of a, a northern thing to do. And you think of beaches and you think of Disney. Exactly. Right. So, but there's, as we've mentioned several times, there's so much more to Florida. So um, take us into it, Christina. Where Where do we camp? We have camped on several different types of locations in Florida. Um, there's springs, parks, beaches. There is camping at Disney. I'm sure everybody who has ever looked at Disney has heard of camping at Disney. But yes, you, um, that uh, Fort Wilderness Campground, yep, right? Fort Wilderness Campground. And, um, you know, the thing about Florida is, is again, it, it's such a vast terrain of places. You've got you got a beach, but around the corner, you could be in the middle of the woods. Yes. And, uh, you know, I know it's like that in other places in the country. Uh, I think the thing that makes Florida unique with that, with, you know, where you can camp is you can do it year round. Yes. I mean, right now, this is going to air in January. It's a wonderful time to go camping. The Ugh. weather is beautiful. So this is our first real year camping um, with a travel trailer and I learned this year that people winterize and put away their campers, and I was heartbroken. I cannot <laughs> believe that people actually do that, and and it, it baffled me. Because here, you know, I'm thinking, I'm planning all these trips year-round. I'm not even taking into account anything other of, than... Of course, you bought your trailer in September, mostly, right. you know, when a lot of people are thinking about... Getting ready to winterize. Getting right? ready to winterize and pack it up and, right. and go and, and winter for... Uh, for their trailer. But Some of them are going in for like four or five months. Yes. And I, I grew up camping as well. I grew up camping in Michigan. We camped every weekend. My parents had 
a spot in a campground where we would just drive an hour away and we camped all year round. But come September, when it was back to school time, we weren't going up there every weekend. My dad maybe go up there to hunt, but that was it. Well, I will make mention when it comes to Florida, um, camping in the where the springs are, it is not necessarily a comfortable swim temperature so during the wintertime. So talking about the springs, tell us a little bit about Florida Springs. So they run about 73 degrees, I think, I year think, round. Yes, that's yeah. about right. Okay, so that isn't comfortable to me no matter what time I'm here. <laughs> but it is doable, especially in July, August, September, when it's 98 degrees outside. <sighs> there is something about going on a hike and then getting in some spring water to just refresh you, cool you off. It is. You know, they say that it's actually better to go to the springs when it is about in the 70s. Because the, it's not so hot in the, the air. Temperature, yeah. The temperature, the change in temperature from the air to the water isn't as drastic. Yes, this is true. Um, the springs are absolutely gorgeous because the water is clear there's still animals to be seen. There's a lot of wildlife right. in the springs. Right, right. And and the thing about um, the spring areas is you can kayak and canoe and do all the stuff that you would do, say, at a beach, only there's no salt <laughs> and it's it's clean and it's fresh and it's cool. And, and you can see everything because, like see we everything. said, it's clear. Mm -hmm. In the wintertime, uh, the manatees mm -hmm. love to come in to the springs because the water is warmer. It's where they winter. Mm -hmm. That's, it's their snowbird destination. Homosassa Springs is um, down a little bit... Uh, South, uh, west of us, right? West, yes, it's south. on the western coast. Right. It's a little north of Tampa area. Yeah, and I, I grew up, believe it or not, <laughs> grew up in that area. Um, but Homosassa is is incredible for that, for just that, for camping and getting to see. We camped in, um, what was the name of that? Blue Springs? No. Maybe it was just Homosassa State Park. I can't remember yes, now. Yes, Homosassa has a state park. We camped in there. We did tent camping there. And um, we went in and saw they have a zoo and you can... Um, they have a nice little wildlife mm -hmm. area. I've been over there as well. And then, yeah, there are springs like the Blue Springs, springs can, mm -hmm. Deleon Springs, mm -hmm. Alexander Springs. If you, we'll, we'll link to some of those in the show notes, but even if you just Google Florida, Florida Springs, springs yep. you're going to see all of these beautiful, wild parks. Silver Springs is another one that is, they have a campground up there. Mm -hmm. And speaking of wild, did you, do you know what wild animal they have at Silver Springs? No. They have monkeys. Do they really? They do. Yes. I haven't seen them myself, but the legend is... Speaking of legends, the legend of Tarzan filmed in that area and they brought in live monkeys who then deserted the film or whatever and, and it is they did. And then they just populated the area. And they populated the area. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it is, I mean, it it sounds like an urban legend, but mm -hmm. I, from what I've seen, people do say that they have actually seen the monkeys. I'm not sure what kind of monkeys they have, but yes. Yeah. So speaking of wildlife and speaking of feeling like you're in a completely different area. Um, that's what getting out into the campgrounds. Yeah. So um, wildlife, I have a, a story. Okay. Really quick. So we went to Itchnatuckney and we... Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Itchnatuckney is uh, near the Suwannee River, but it's that's a long river, so that could be anywhere. Right. It's up in north, north more northern Florida, um, past Gainesville area. And we went tubing. And tubing. That's a great thing to do yeah. on the springs as well. So, yeah. So that was a, that was a, a, we were tubing in what was supposed to be a warm time. But for some reason that weekend, it decided to 
A, rain, which is not so bad, but B, it got down to like 60 degrees. So we were a little on the chilly side tubing. We were the only people on the whole river <laughs> tubing down the river. We were all tied together. It was super fun. It was cold, but it was fun. And uh, we, I, okay, I don't know if you've ever heard that there's no alligators in the springs. I've heard that. Okay, well, that's a lie. <laughs> I don't believe yeah, it. No, so we were we're driving in there in the bus, and the bus driver's like, yeah, old Bill or whatever. And he's talking about this alligator that lives in the spring, and my daughter. And they named him. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember if it was Bill, but it was something along those lines. And my 16-year-old daughter is absolutely deathly terrified. She was already dreading this trip, and now she's got the idea this alligator is going to be, like, stalking her down the river. Good in thing her you're tube. taking her camping in Florida. And, and, and in a tube where her butt's in the water. So she basically was like a cat on her tube all the way down the river. <laughs> and um, he said, you know, just if you see the, the log on the left and the, and the turtles are all on the log, then you know the gator's in the water because they're out of the water. And... You know, he was just goofing around with her. But sure enough, we get to that log and where are all the turtles? There's always turtles on she logs. She screamed so loud. Get away from the log. Get away from the log. And she's telling everyone to paddle away, paddle away. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. It was the funniest thing. It was definitely a moment that we will remember because it was <laughs> our first trip down the river in a tube like that. That wasn't in Helen, Georgia. <laughs> so you you might be scaring away some of the non-Florida natives by talking well, about alligators while camping. There was no gator. We didn't even see a gator anywhere on that whole entire trip. And we were alone on the river <laughs> and we saw nothing but turtles. <laughs> yes. I, you, you, won't, you will rarely see a gator in the rarely. springs. You will rarely see a gator at a camp ground they uh, don't really want to be in that cold no they don't if they, they don't. end up there it's by accident and they want out pretty quick so you mentioned the rain um while you were camping let's just talk about the weather in yep. florida and and a couple of things that you have to consider so in florida especially in the summer it rains just about every afternoon three o'clock yep and not just a rain it's usually like a thunderstorm rain downpour downpour thunder lightning but it, it's most of the time short-lived unless we're looking at bad weather, which we get tropical storms, we get potential hurricanes, but they don't always turn into a hurricane. They, in fact, don't very often. We've had a couple of doozies come through. but And if you're camping in the interior as well, there's obviously you're looking at the weather before you go. and But it, you should definitely count on rain, even if it doesn't say rain. Right. And, and in, in the interior, as long as you're not camping on the beach, you're probably going to be okay, even mm -hmm. if a, a big, massive tropical storm or hurricane comes through. Yep. And of course, the campgrounds have plans for yeah. that as well. Us Floridians look at a tropical storm as just a bad afternoon storm. So, Especially here in central Florida, right. because we don't, it's not on the coast. It's not quite as bad, but there is rain. What else do we have to consider with the weather? Uh, well, in summer, it is exceptionally warm, especially in the months of July, August, and most of September. The thing I noticed camping when it comes to the heat is that you can still camp, obviously, in the heat. Uh, we noticed the air in our in our camper does it has a very hard time keeping up with the heat. Uh, we had to make some adjustments to try to keep it, because otherwise it was getting up to 85 degrees in the camper, and in the middle of the day, if you're camping with a camper, you know, you expect to walk in your camper and it'd be a little cooler. So we, we made some adjustments for the heat in our camper. You want to typically try to find camp places that are shaded, 
Oh, yes. Um, and you will find a lot of that. Yeah. Oh, you definitely will. But there's also a lot that aren't. So be sure to look into when you're, when you're camping, if you're finding a place that is shaded so that you can avoid some of that heat, because you're going to want to get out of that sun. You're going to want to, you know, get a little bit of, of coolness just to, especially if you're tent camping and you don't have any relief from the heat during the summertime. It's not tent camping during the summer is a little more difficult. It's a little bit like, you know, wintertime camping up there. You don't so that's where I would say plan your camping trips somewhere where you can do something during the day, like dip into the springs Waters, yeah. or go to the beach, mm-hmm. have some daytime activities where you're not sitting around too much. Get a little active right. in the summer, even though it is hot. Well, I, I will say the rain typically brings about the bugs. Yes. More so than normal. I mean, we've got some weird bugs that that live here year round, but rain and water bring about mosquitoes in a massive, massive way that is so hard to explain to someone who doesn't live here. They will pick you up and carry you away. So bug spray, you know, make sure there's these little, uh, we have this light that we hang on our, our outside kitchen table and it's a... Um, like a, it's a bug zapper, but it also put puts out some sort of emits some sort of a, I don't know what it's called, but it's to it's to keep the Is bugs it a away. Sound or a light? Um, it the, it's a light, but it's got some sort of a ra- area around it that keeps the bugs away. So like our oh, whole I've heard of those, yes. Yeah. So and we, they also have propane things that you can hook up. You can even hook it up to your camper, and it puts out propane into the air. Not propane. It's a it's run by propane. Puts this stuff out in the air that keeps the bugs away. So we'll we'll link all of those great tips and things to bring in our show notes. So mm-hmm. what else? Uh, so since we're talking about what to bring, what do you bring with you camping in Florida? We have um, now we most of these are all new purchases to us, but we purchased a, an outside screen room. Because What's an outside screen room? It's basically a freestanding screen room. You you would treat it like a tent. Like a pop-up tent, right. like a like the tents that the moms bring to the soccer games. Yes, except it's fully enclosed with a nice. zipper so that no bugs can get in. And that is huge because if they're big enough, you can put them over your picnic table. That's oh, how big they yeah. are. Yeah, It's like a whole room. And it, it also gives you an extension off of your, your space that you're staying. I was just going to say that. Yeah, it gives you more, more living space. Right, right. And we've camped during the summer and it was, I mean, the bugs were, there gets to this point five o'clock six o'clock and it's getting dusk and the they just descend on you like <laughs> like you're not making it sound appealing yeah, that's why I'm saying you need bug spray and a, and a screen room tent <laughs> yeah it's it is um definitely necessity um and like I say the the lights though you can put lanterns up but make sure you've got some sort of a bug zapper out there we also bought this thing it looks like a tennis racket but it is a, a yeah it's a bug zapper and you my daughter she walks through the grass and lets the bugs fly out of the grass and then she sweeps the bu- it's a sport <laughs> yes. it looks like a tennis racket so Bug-y she tennis mm-hmm. yep and and it keeps the flies away keeps the bugs away I mean those things alone have made the outside area a lot more well tolerable. and you have on here too your fan for outside mm-hmm. and inside but a fan even an oscillating fan helps keep the bugs away especially too. flies yeah the flies will you know come onto your table and whatnot especially if you're eating outside so you put that fan on and and they just they can't stand the they can't stand in the stream of the air so they go away and then um let's talk about campfires yes so in um a lot of national parks it, they, as long as it's not too dry, which normally down here, normally we're okay with that um, fire threat, but they um, will tell you you can't bring in firewood. So you, 
most of them will allow it. And a lot of them let you bring in your own, but make sure you can check with your campgrounds about fires. And if they have fire rings, you have to have a fire ring. If you don't, you can bring a portable propane fire pit. I and- brought, I, when we went camping, I actually purchased a foldable fire ring that folds yes. out into uh, like a hexagon. Yep. And we just put our fire in there, and it actually was very beautiful because it's got beautiful little cutouts on the sides. Oh, so you had the one with the, yeah, some of them have like the the camping style designs on the side. Yeah. We haven't bought one of those. I was was sort of hesitant because I didn't want to stow it and carry it. Well, it's foldable. It's it's only maybe like once you, an 8 by 11, 8 by 12, and, you know, maybe an inch or so high once you fold it down. So um, I made mention of the propane pits because the the places that don't allow, that don't have fire rings, you can use the propane as a fire ring and it is totally allowable because it's propane. Because it's not firewood. And uh, yeah, and, and the, and like I said, the, some of the places will tell you you can't bring in your own firewood is because of they don't want invasive species getting in there by accident, whether it's bugs or something that was carried in on the wood. So make sure you check with your campgrounds about fires. And then you have one other thing on your list of what to bring as well. And you have sandals. Sandals, yes. Uh, we learned our lesson on that because um, when you're going in and out of your tent or going in and out of your camper, you're walking around your campsite. You do not want to walk around there barefoot. Uh, no. And so um, it's easier to just slip on a pair of sandals to walk around your campsite or to if you're using their facilities for showers and stuff, you need, you need to have some flip-flops. So you're not having to shove your foot in a sneaker or be wet and walk around with. Yes. You, you probably want something to hike and walk and water shoes if you're going into the springs or the beach, but. Handy to have a pair of sandals. Christina, you're a Floridian. Shouldn't you always be in sandals? You know, this is true about Floridians, but for some reason in my household, they managed to forget their flip-flops. Yes. So before you pop into the next section, I actually want to, I want to interrupt you. Okay. (laughs) And I want to talk about, you've got all of these lists of things to bring. And we did mention our sponsor at the top of this with RV Share. If you want to camp in Florida, but you don't have a rig and you want to try it out, maybe you're a Floridian and you want to try it out, or you want to camp at Walt Disney World, or even if you are flying in, you can rent from RV Share or other peer-to-peer rentals, or even, I think there's places like Camping America, Mm -hmm. that you can do an RV rental. And a lot of those people who rent you their RV, whether it be a full-size motorhome or all the way down to a pop-up trailer, they, they a lot of times they come equipped with right. all of the things that you need My as friend well. does that. She, um, they rent out their, they bought a, another RV, they rent it out using RV share and they, the, there's someone who basically maintains it for them. They clean the sheets, they, they nice. clean the camper out, they um, bring it to the location for them, pick it up at the location. It basically is like a camper resort delivered on wheels. It's amazing. And it's, I walked in there and they've got everything all organized and stacked up and all the sheets are all nice and, you know, clean and and pretty and ready to go. Yeah. It's like a resort in on wheels. It's amazing. And and even if you want to drive something yourself, I've rented through RV share. I picked it up from the owner and when, then we drove it to the beach Mm -hmm. and again, it was fully stocked with all of the kitchenware that we could ever imagine. It was stocked with a a miniature grill. 
You drove yours, but they rent theirs to be driven for the person. You can do either or. So if you are looking to start camping, I highly recommend doing a rental. If you haven't done camping before, try a rental. See if you like it before you head out there. And then especially if you're coming from quite a distance and you don't want to drive your own camper consider renting one once you get here. A couple of the podcasts that I listen to, they do that. They they fly in, in from New Jersey or Michigan or wherever, and they rent something to have that camping experience at Disney World, yeah. at the beach, wherever. So you don't have to own something to enjoy camping. And and I'm going to tack on to that when you move into your next topic. So there. we, I just wanted to say, too, we bought our camper because we intend to camp every month as often as we can. And there's people who want to camp, but only a couple times a year, which the RV share is a way to say. I mean, we've bought so much stuff for our camper, and you wouldn't have to buy any of that stuff when you do that. So let's talk about where <clears throat> you camp, like what kinds of campgrounds. Right. So there's there are, believe it or not, um, resort-style camping. There's lazy rivers, water parks. There's, um, uh, what else did I say? Oh, large rec rooms. There's, there's some places that have these rec facilities that are in, they have ping pong and pool and big, huge areas full of games and books. And it's, it's very well. Not just at Disney either. Right, right, right. We've talked a couple of times about camping at Disney. Mm -hmm. Disney's not the only place where they have those resort style campgrounds. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a resort. It's meant to keep you there. It's meant to be a sort of mixture of camping experience with um, all the comforts of a resort. And it's fun for the family. Right. Very fun. Very easy for someone who's maybe even be new. Um, but then there's also national parks. Um, national parks put you into the woods. It's remote. It's the lots of hiking. And not that you can't get that with a resort too, because usually those are located somewhere where, but the, but the woods area, you, when you go into a national park, you need to make sure you check on hookups because most resorts will be a full hookup. You get electric, you get water, you get sewer. But when you go to a national park, you might be you might be boondocking. Now, there's only one national park that I can think of in Florida. I think you mean also state parks. Yes. I'm sorry. My <laughs> bad. That's your expertise. And I, I don't, I mean. <laughs> to me, it's the woods. It's you the woods. can camp. You probably can camp in Everglades National Park. But, but yes, correct. State park. And, and Ocala National Forest, right? Right. Yeah. We have a national forest. Mm-hmm. We have national seashore as well with uh, Cape Canaveral National Se- Seashore where you can get seashells. She sells seashells, by the way. <laughs> Sally sells. Yes, um, but yes, you But your you state are, parks yes, also. State parks. If you go to Florida, I think it's flstateparks.com yes. or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, you can check out all the different Florida state parks we have yes, too. And then they also have camping information on that same yes, place. Yes, they do. So, so the thing to remember is just to check exactly what is available because boondocking is very different than a hookup. If you're going to boondock, you're, you're going to make sure you have everything to be self-sufficient. And what is boondocking? That is when you have no hookup at all. You're just parked there. Yes. And boondocking works really great for uh, tent campers. It's a little more difficult for, um, in my opinion, campers because you're dealing with water, sewer, and electric that has to be provided by your camper now. Right. So and <clears throat> even if you are, again, I'm going to go back to, um, especially both the resort and the national and the state parks here, I'm going to go back to even if you don't own an RV, you can rent a cabin. At a lot of these places, I have done cabin camping. 
We did. We did along the, Crystal River, where we were out kayaking with the manatees. We had our family come with us on a trip for a birthday, and the the two sets of grandparents camped and in the cabins, and we had our RV. So we did a multi generational camping trip with you know we had three generations camping. So three three groups were in the cabins, and we were in our RV, and we got to go canoeing, and we got to you know play on the river with our grandparents. Not you know. Exactly. My husband, my parents, and everyone got to stay because they don't have an RV. So, And cabin camping, I think, is a great way. And they do have cabins at Walt Disney World as well. I think cabin camping is a, a great way, an even easier way to ease into the camping experience because mm-hmm. you are in, like, one of those tiny homes. Yep. Uh, you're in a cabin. And you fully have a equipped. kitchen. Yep. Fully equipped. Usually more air-conditioned. Of course. But you can still have that campfire experience. You can still have the the hiking experience. You can still get out on the water. So you have on here next hiking. Yes. Hiking trails in Florida are so numerous. <laughs> They're everywhere you go. A lot of places are there's nature preserves there's just regular parks there's just like the state park where you go camp there's nine times out of ten nine and a half times out of ten there's hiking trails but there's a couple of things to consider when you are going on the hiking trails in florida we've mentioned when you go in the springs or in the lakes or in the rivers there's animals and you sort of can avoid them a little bit in the rivers because you're in a boat and you can see them but when you're hiking those animals have just as much chance of getting to you even if you're on the trails but it's great for wildlife viewing it though is. too when so, we talk about animals we're not talking about you know oh no i'm not talking liars and lions and tigers yes. and bears. no because you know that's true down here there's bears but they're not anywhere near like they would be if they were you were up in the mountains um they're just um they're just out in the wilderness so bring binoculars bring binoculars so you can look um i i added on this list bird watching because you take one of those bird watching books with you i know you have um we have a couple yeah and so you can look in all of the trees. There's so the, – the trees that are specific to the areas that you're in have specific birds to those areas because of the tree that they're there. So it's really interesting, especially if you're using it for something like homeschooling where you're walking through. And, and uh, animals – they I, typically they're they're not gonna come running off of the out of the wilderness <laughs> and attack you, you. <laughs> right? But but I do suggest when you go on these hiking trips to stay on the marked trails, and they say that for a reason. There is an app that I use called All Trails, and you can find the different hiking trails all throughout the United States uh-huh. and Florida. Does of it course. give you a locale like it'll say in your current location? It does yeah. tell you in your location. People leave reviews. They tell you how far it is how much hiking it is, how easy it is versus how strenuous. And again, it is Florida. It's mostly flat here. You're not climbing any mountains when you're hiking in Florida. So it's a it's another good introduction to hiking and getting out in the wilderness. I will say Ocala National Forest, I mentioned that. That is the place I think of in Florida that really takes you as far out of the feel of um, being in the middle of Florida as possible. It's like if you're looking for that real wilderness experience, there's 600 lakes, rivers, and um, bodies of water throughout Ocala it's National Forest. It's very diverse, yeah. too. You can walk through that area and feel like you're in a desert tundra versus the jungle. Or somewhere up in Oregon. In the, in yes, the, it's, it's, it's quite amazing. So that is, uh, there's so much to see, um, 
camping in Florida. And like we said, you can. We've camped along the beach, and it's incredible to sit at your campsite and watch the dolphins play in the water. Uh, you can camp at Disney. You can camp at the various springs throughout the state of Florida. You can camp at the National Forest. Um, I may mention earlier on, also keep track of hunting seasons. There is a hunting season in Florida. There's several. So you might want to also, when you're getting planning your trips, make sure you're t- paying a little attention to hunting seasons because you don't necessarily want to be um, in an area that's a high hunting area if you're not doing that yourself. <laughs> exactly. So those are some amazing tips. We will have lots of things for you in the show notes. But now it's time for our Florida featured product of the week. Each week we want to share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. And this week's featured product, Christina, you wrote this one. I did. Sterling's Fudge Emporium. I don't know about you, Tanya, but I I love some fudge. I mean, I could eat fudge. I ugh, fudge is good. Fudge is good. But this place, <laughs> you know, that's a, that's have, a good. Have that's you tried? A good motto. <laughs> have you tried to make fudge? I have. Okay, I have failed at that probably more times than I've succeeded. And um, my mom always is like, "Well, you did it wrong this way, or you did it wrong." I always manage to mess it up somehow. So Sterling's Fudge Emporium is a family-owned business, which I I love that. I love the shop small. I love the family-owned business. Um, they make fudge from the natural Florida found ingredients. Yum. But I what I think is so cool about them is the flavors that they have. They have ones like banana and chocolate maple and peppermint, Rocky Road, Key Lime, um, lemon blueberry, but they also have some weird like creative flavors. They have maple bacon, lemon raspberry tie-dye, pistachio. Here's the one that I I would love to try. I have vanilla lavender. Oh, I I mean. Vanilla lavender fudge. That sounds so good. It sounds amazing. Like it would smell incredible. I can only imagine how in good chocolate, it would taste. Yeah, in fudge. <laughs> but they have an online store, and you would be supporting a small family-owned business. That's great. And where do we find the Florida Travel Pod? Florida Travel Pod can be found on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can read the show notes at floridatravelpod.com backslash blog. You can also support us on patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod. There you can support us with different levels. Each month we will have exclusive discounts for some of the attractions or our Florida flavors of the week, plus some surprises. And we invite you to leave us a review. Let us know how you're enjoying the podcast. And thank you for listening to the Florida Travel Pod. Stay sunny, everyone.